1: free dessert for life at homeshef.com slash locked on that's homeshef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life homeshef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert
2: is the Auburn quarterback picture getting clearer
0: freezing temperatures are likely for several hours inland and a few hours closer to the coast yes
1: you are locked on Auburn your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers Part of the Locked On Podcast Network,
2: your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby. Thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. Joining us for the second day in a row, the very handsome and very passionate Daryl Daprich hanging out with us. And look, we got some news on the quarterback front, Daryl. Former Notre Dame quarterback, Tyler Buckner, he is headed to Alabama. There were a lot of national folks that were saying that both Auburn and Alabama would probably be interested in him. He visits Alabama, commits to Alabama. So the quarterback picture, every time a quarterback comes off the board that Auburn is somewhat tied to, and I don't know how much interest there was in Buckner. I I, I don't know. That was all national stuff. I didn't see any of that stuff from local people. So we'll see. But every time a quarterback is off the board, the picture gets a little bit clearer, right? And so every time somebody doesn't come to Auburn, that's a quarterback, Robbie Ashford
0: wins, right? Like it's a better situation for Robbie Ashford moving forward. Possibly. I mean, I agree with that take right now as we stand and as we are in the present moment, it is a win and good news for Robbie Ashford because in my opinion, I don't understand how serious the interest was. As you said, you know, talking heads, talking about it. Buckner didn't seem like a good fit. Not when you're instituting this RPO. I mean, he can't he, – he wasn't really effective throwing the ball downfield. Yeah. If Auburn's going to upgrade the quarterback position, um, it's going to be need to be somebody that's a lot more dynamic than Tyler Buckner. And so I never saw that as a good fit. Um, I just didn't feel like he was, you know – head and shoulders above anybody that we had in the room. And that's why you take a quarterback. You don't take a quarterback, and I said this the other day, just to take one. I mean, if, unless somebody leaves, right? Because then you've got to add depth in the room. But you take one to upgrade. And just to take one for the sake of taking one because one's out there just didn't make sense to me. Buckner wasn't a good fit. I, it, the way his – you know, the quarterback, he's not a dual threat per se. And, you know, right. it's just it's just not a good, a good fit. Uh, and I feel like if you're going to go with a dual threat, you've got that guy on campus already.
2: Yeah, yeah, and he already kind of represents upside. Robbie Ashford represents upside. I'd rather have the unknown and of, I guess, the unknown upside of Holden Gurner. I think more than a Tyler Buckner as well. So I think this is, um, I think this is fine. I don't think this is a big deal. Now I am going to push back on one thing that you said, and and I, this is majoring on the minors, and I don't typically like to do that, but. When you say, okay, adding a quarterback like that doesn't make you better. Like, you add a quarterback to make you better, and this wouldn't do that. It, it There is a situation where I think Q Freeze would like to add a quarterback, even if it made the backup quarterback situation better, right? Because I, I, I do kind of get the vibe that, you know, like, I think we'd be a little shocked if TJ Finley was still here in the fall, right? Like, are we re- right. is Holden Garner ready to be a backup? Is Hank Brown ready to be a backup? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. But – with, and I talked about this on the bonus pod that I posted earlier the week up when I was on in Montgomery for the max round table, but like an element of Robbie Ashford, that's really not being talked about. We all agree on his upside. I think we kind of differ on how good of a passer he is. but then we all agree on his athleticism. But one thing we don't talk about with Robbie is, you know, the fact that like he battled, he played through injury last year and like, he's tough. The kid's a fighter. I absolutely love that. But Then he like re-injured it and was battling injury without even getting hit in the spring. And I don't want to label anybody as injury prone. I don't like doing that. But it's something that we've got to consider. It's like the backup quarterback matters
0: in this equation. It does. But in my opinion, you don't get the backup until you go get somebody that you feel like is better than the current starter that you have. So I'm not saying don't take two. I'm just saying, in the order you wouldn't take, if you take Buckner, in my opinion, you may scare off somebody that you're thinking about getting that you might think could be your potential starter because you've already added a quarterback to the quarterback room that's already really, really crowded. That's the first thing. The second thing is, if you're going to take somebody, at least take somebody that seems to fit more of your system. Meaning, if Auburn's going to go to the RPO, then maybe get somebody that you feel like can run the RPO and is running in the past. Buckner didn't look like that dude at Notre Dame. So Mm -hmm. I'm saying that if you, if let's just say Finley leaves, let's just say Finley leaves and you're left with Ashford, Gurner, Hank Brown. Okay. Mm -hmm. You add one more, that's still four dudes in the quarterback room. I'm comfortable with that. I don't think you need to take somebody just for the sake of taking them. I get competition, and, and, you know, basically making sure your backup has that competition. But let's say your backup is Robbie Ashford. If he's not taking as many snaps and playing as many reps, maybe he does stay healthier. Maybe, maybe he got a little bit, per se, injury prone because the offensive line sucked and he was taking a beating in a horrible offensive coordinator and head coach's offense that had no... I mean, the RPO, he may walk in untouched with the way that Hugh Freeze and Phil Montgomery draw it up. There's just different factors there that got him beat up, I think.
2: Sure. I'm cool with that. But I still think when you look at the type of player Robbie is, like I don't think Robbie's the kind of guy that hates contact. Like I I think he's a physically-minded quarterback. And I just don't know if you want to take that out of him. I think that's one of the pros to his game. Now if you got to do it so he's able to play all 12 games, Like that's, that's certainly part of you know, how you coach him. But um, I, I think Robbie's an aggressive player, and I think sometimes that's good and sometimes it's bad, but every now and then he'll have a throw that's aggressive, that's beautiful, or have a run where he's able to fall forward and move the chain. So I don't, I don't know exactly if like that's the type of thing where sure an offensive line is going to help any runner, of course, any skilled player. A better offensive line is going to help all of that. But still, how much can you limit that, really, when he's going to be an RPO quarterback, he's going to be an option quarterback that likes to move, that likes to move. And I still think even if the pocket's super clean, Daryl, I I don't know if Robbie has been developed in a way, and I don't think it's his fault, to trust the guys in front of him. And he's probably still going to roll over to his right. I mean, we saw that a little bit during A-Day. We were given reports of that for folks that watched the scrimmage that he bails too early still. And so, I mean, even if the offensive line is better, and we saw that with Bo Nix, we saw it with Jarrett Stidham. I mean, this has always been a thing that a lot of college quarterbacks deal with, but we've definitely seen it at Auburn. I don't think that's going to just get magically fixed, though, with Robbie, despite how good the offensive line could be.
0: Well, that's why – great point, but that's why you've got to do it with a variety of factors, schematically and the offensive line. Mm -hmm. If you are dropping back to pass – and guys can pin their ears back at you and get a clean shot and you're trying to escape the pocket, I think you're more vulnerable to injuries and harder hits than along the line of scrimmage with the RPO when you're using some trickery and they don't know if you have the ball or not. Meaning they don't have a three or four yard head start to get you when you're dropping back as a sitting duck as opposed to going vertically along the line of scrimmage with a little bit of tricks and a little bit of sleight of hand. I think... That's where you're still gonna get hit, but I don't know if you're gonna get hit with the same full force with you just being a sitting duck and letting like the you know, the 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 pylons we have just letting people go by.
2: Is Auburn's quarterback currently in the portal or on the roster, or
0: is he still on another team? He's on another team. I don't think he's in the portal yet, and I don't think he's on the roster. And I think a couple things to look at this weekend. Is I think you'll see some movement. I'm not necessarily predicting at all that Almer's going to get a quarterback this weekend, but I think you're going to see some movement for two fronts. Number one, there are still teams playing their spring games this weekend. Okay. Number two, the grad transfer angle to this. You just got to get in the portal if you're on it, if you're not a grad transfer by the 30th. If you are a grad transfer, you don't have, there is no drop dead date. You can get in May 15th and then come on campus two weeks later. You can do that yeah. as a grad transfer. And let's be honest, there might be some dudes that Auburn's looking at to play quarterback that are going the grad transfer route. And so that's why I would say it's not over yet. I think that there's still some options on camp with guys that are on campus that are not grad transfers that could get in the portal by Monday. And then there's that grad transfer option as well where they could get in whenever they want. Obviously you want them in here by June, uh, to kind of get acclimated and that kind of thing, but so yeah, I don't. I believe that there's still movement to be had.
2: Yeah, and I, I think an older guy is the type of quarterback that Hugh Freeze has described in his press conferences. So we'll see. And the other side of the coin is, you know, guys can graduate from Auburn and then leave after right. after the portal closes, as well. All right, it's the NFL draft weekend. Lots of exciting stuff, but man, seeing all this stuff from Derek Hall's got me thinking one thing. Daryl, and I want to share that with you in just a moment. Right here on Locked on Auburn. Today's show brought to you by Built Bar. Daryl, you got fed up because Built Bar kept always being sold out in yeah. all of your local groceries. So you took matters into your own hands. You went to built.com, and you got the bag is what it sounds like.
0: I did. I ordered a 12-pack. I used the uh, Locked On code that everyone can use that's listening and watching, mm-hmm. and I cannot wait for them to I, I I took your advice, got the little peanut butter puffs that I've never tried, and I can't wait for them to come. It's a great afternoon, like at 2, 2:30, you yeah, know, right. in between lunch and dinner. I'm here at the office. So I, I did, I get t- I got tired of it being sold out. So went right to the source.
2: Yep. Locked on 15 is that code that Daryl's mentioning 15% off your order. And if you want to try the peanut butter puffs, um, I think it's a limited run. So be sure to to hop on like Daryl and I did and do that. So built.com, promo code locked on 15. All right, Daryl, seeing all this stuff that Auburn's putting out about Derek Hall and you know mock drafts that have him going wherever and all that, it's very exciting. It's very, very fun. But it's a little bit of a reminder of like, wow, mm-hmm. wow. Uh, a very talented player left, and when you look at him leaving and Leota leaving and Colby Wooden leaving, and we'll see where all of them end up this weekend in the NFL, but it's like... Auburn replaced them to some extent with bodies, but the pass rush, the pass rush Daryl that you know this these holes that they are leaving behind, I don't think Auburn filled them and I think we're excited about a lot of aspects of the defense but I'm genuinely concerned about the pass rush for Auburn in 23.
0: Yeah I mean look let's just let's be factual and honest about it Auburn lost its best three pass rushers to the draft there's no way to get around that there's no way to sugarcoat that. they lost their three most effective pass rushers to the draft and I think about what these guys could have done in a roberts defense with the kind of secondary that Auburns expected to have you know when you get pass rushes and you you, you can you can rush the quarterback and then guys make bad decisions and they rush and they and they, they hurry throws a secondary, that's the beneficiary of that, could just feast on it. And that is just glorious. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be you know, a little bit difficult. It's going to be a transition. Um, but you hope that you filled it somewhat. You hope that you can get some push from the middle mm-hmm. um, and not just think about outside pass rushing. You hope you can bring some backers and some free safeties. You're going to have to be creative. You're going to have to blitz. You're going to have to bring guys from different angles. And that's something that Ron Roberts does, I think, to make up, for the lack of just a natural pass rush, man-on-man.
2: Yeah, I'm there with you. I'm there with you. And just kind of seeing the guys who could potentially step up, it's like I don't think you're going to get that type of production from Elijah McAllister. I hope I'm wrong. I think Keldrick Falk can be that guy. It's just so hard to rush the passer consistently and successfully in the SEC as a year-one player. You just don't typically see it. It's just it is what it is. And Jesse Ferguson with the Auburn Observers done a really good job of breaking down the stats of that. You just don't see it. It's just very, very rare to do that. And outside of that, like I, I'm with you. It's going to have to be scheme based because, you know, uh, a guy, a guy that would have been really good in this defense is Owen Papo, I think, oh, with like his athleticism. And he was probably one of the best blitzers, and we didn't really use him that way that that much. And it would have been fun to see Derek Hall a little bit more off-ball with, you know, that jack and running creepers and things like that. But I think. I think just replacing those guys, I think Owen's going to be a little bit easier to replace because they've got a bunch of linebackers who do different things. I think they'll be able to fix that. But just the pass rush, Daryl. And, you know, we talked about it with Jason Jones on the show. Like, he's really working on that this offseason. He felt like he's taken step forward in that. And, I mean, he looks leaner and quicker, which is great. But some of the guys that we were expecting to do that and to help with the pass rush, like Jeffrey Emba, was a guy that we were kind of expecting to do that. And obviously that didn't work out. And now he's entered the portal. Um, but can Marcus Harris take that next step as like a true defensive end? Can he take that next step? And I don't know. I I think uh, I think he can, but is it going to be enough? And like, are other guys going to be able to step up enough? Where like, can opposing offensive lines focus on Marcus Harris and just kind of leave everybody else in one-on-one situations? You're going to have to have multiple guys step up. And I, I just, I'm happy for Derek Hall, but man, I, I miss him. <laughs>
0: Well, you're right, and you better you better stop the run in this defense because if you can't get a pass rush naturally or organically, mm-hmm. you better be able to stop the run. He's gonna Ron Roberts is gonna have to be creative with what we talked about where he brings bodies to get pass rushes, and then the secondary is gonna have to live up to its billing and is gonna have to be on an island for a little bit longer than most secondaries are and make plays and 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 pass breakups. I think you you can kind of over scheme and do some things while these pass rushers mature, I'm a Callister or a Falk or somebody again, and you can get pushed, like we said, up the middle too. I mean, Jason Jones and, and Rogers can get some sacks as well. Moving the pile, you know, that, that prototypical moving the center and the guards back to collapse the pocket yep. is something I think they're capable of.
2: I hope so. I hope so. And just causing chaos and and pandemonium. Um, we'll see if, we'll see if the Ron Roberts defense can do it. Without, um, without some really solid players that will get picked up by NFL teams this weekend. Congrats to all of those guys ahead of time. So that'll be cool. That'll be cool to see. All right, another talented player on their way out from Auburn, but in a weird way, I think Auburn's in a better situation. We'll touch on that in just a moment right here. Uh, all State wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. Locked on Auburn. want to encourage you to join the Locked on Auburn Discord. It is free. All you have to do is click the link in the episode description down below. Below, you can kind of comment on Daryl and his rants that really fired up an entire group of people yesterday, which is very, very fun. But yeah, great way to access us over at the Locked on Auburn Discord. Daryl, Tank Bixby may be the most talented Auburn player in the draft, but I think most Auburn fans almost feel better about the running back situation despite losing him with Jarquez Hunter, Damari Austin, Brian Battee, and then, of course, Jeremiah Cobb coming up.
0: Yeah, it's weird that your best and you're probably the, the, the offensive player that you relied on the most last year uh, leaves to go to the draft and you don't feel like there's a drop-off in that running back room, and I don't. It was a Listen, I'm not going to say that losing Tank Bigs. You, you don't like to lose players, and mm-hmm. he did a great job at Auburn, and you know, hats off to him. But at the end of the day, it was a position group that was deep enough and had some people coming in through portal and through recruiting that it really didn't hurt you. Um, Again, I look at net production, and let's say we take what Auburn rushed for total yards last year, and at the end of the year, next year, when we look at those numbers, I'm here to tell you my prediction is Auburn will rush the football better. You throw in – now, we don't know who's going to play quarterback. If it's Robbie Ashford, I really think those numbers are going to be higher because he'll be in a true RPO. And what I saw at Mm -hmm. A-Day, defenses are going to have trouble realizing if he has the ball or not. But I still think between Hunter, who's going to be, I think even better than he was last year, even with more carries, mm-hmm. uh, Beti, like you said, I think he's going to provide some yards. Right, Austin, don't don't forget that if Sean Jackson can get you 200 yards, that adds to the net yards too. What if he? What if in 12 games he just averages 15, 20 yards a game in goal line and short yardage situations? Well, then you get an extra 200 yards from him. So you net do, do, yards do you, rushing. Does Sean Jackson get 200 yards this year? He could, if if utilized. Look, here's the thing. He he has to get five carries a game to do that. He won't get that. And that's. But do you think that Auburn will be in goal line in short yardage situations enough that I guess maybe they don't take Hunter out in that situation. But if if Sean Jackson can get four or five carries and just average three yards a carry and do that twelve times, twelve times, he can get close to two hundred yards or averages, you know, four yards, five yards a carry. I. I don't know. I'm saying that that's feasible. It's possible, and then you add him to the mix with the other running backs. Auburn could definitely be over 2,000 yards rushing, rush the rush for 2,000 yards, which would be really, really special.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I think Auburn's going to rush for more than 2,000. I'm totally, I mean, just for for the sake of conversation, Auburn ran for 2470 last year. Okay. So, yeah. so I, I think it's going to be. I think it'll be more than that, and I think it'll be more efficient, Daryl, and I, I, you probably agree. But do I mean I, I don't know if Sean Jackson's gonna have 200 yards, but but yeah, I, I'm uh I think you should feel good about it. I think Jarquez Hunter has a chance to get 1,200 yards on the ground and 300 yards from scrimmage. Like I, I think he could be a 1,500 yard guy totally. Um, yeah, I think the this other season, thing too, which would be
0: huge. Yeah, and I, I I put the number at 2,000 because the the rushing game could be could could exceed the yards last year which probably should but what if auburn gets a more dynamic passer in the portal and they throw more and for more yards it may be difficult to get to that number but your yards per average may be better and your overall you may not get sacked as much right which takes away from uh yards in that scenario so I, i i think that there's a it could look the eyeball test could be that the running game is better and even if you add a high potent passing game.
2: Yeah, Robbie got 710 rushing yards last year. So, yeah. I mean, that's I mean, that's pretty solid from your quarterback. So, it really is. It really is, yeah. yeah. Tank 970. I mean, it's kind of wild that, you know, Tank didn't hit a 1,000 yards. That's just kind of crazy
0: to think about. But, um, I hate that he didn't. I wish we had a, did a little better job of keeping tabs of that uh, analytics from a statistical standpoint, because really there were times that he got taken out of the game. I, I get it. But you figure just seven, eight more carries probably could have got him there. You know, it's kind of wild and hindsight.
2: I mean, every time there was like a big drive at the end, like he was never in the game. I know. It's kind of a lot uh, to look back on.
0: I mean, I would have liked to see him hit a thousand and he could have done that easily with 12 games, just giving him one more carry each game. That's all it would have taken.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You're right. You're right.
2: Um. Oh, well. Oh, well. Uh, yeah, so everybody enjoy the draft this weekend. Hopefully we see some Auburn guys flying off. So I guess... How do you think, Zach? You
0: think five go? I think five and then a, a couple of undrafted free agents. So Derek, there's a slight
2: chance Derek went last night. I, I don't think so. So Derek, Colby, Wooden, um, Owen Papo, Tank Bixby. That's probably it. I've seen yeah. some people say that Anders could get drafted. What about Echo Lyota?
0: I think I've seen him in six rounders, some mocks. Have, have you? I, I don't.
2: I don't know uh, if he is. He's a late day three guy. Um, but if I had to guess, I would say he does not. I would say he doesn't. Um, and then I saw I saw a report the other day like Brandon Council's met with like fifteen teams. So you know maybe Brandon yeah. Council he, he's probably an undrafted free agent guy. But I'm going to say five. I'm going to say five Auburn players get drafted, and then I think another five or so get uh get signed like Shanker, Anders, Council. I think Shedrick yeah, Jackson, Jackson. Yeah. The 4-3 things in impre- Is that what he ran at his yeah. that the it shocked pro day? Yeah. It shocked me. I I guess I don't I've know. Seen that I'm, fast.
0: Yeah, I did, didn't uh but that's that's a really
2: really fast pro day. Well, that that must have been practice Shedrick Jackson, not game mm-hmm. Shedrick Jackson, which there's a I guess there was a difference. So Yes. Uh yeah, all right. Cool. Daryl,
0: how can people uh how can people show you some love, brother? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at dap 6410 I am in the Discord as well, interacting with our subscribers. Good job. And then numerous radio appearances throughout the week is just like kind of guest, guest, uh, a guest on these shows. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: Follow me on socials at Z Blackerby. Read all of my written work and draft coverage at AuburnDaily.com. And we will be back on Monday. This has been Locked on Auburn. Hey, Prime members.